Evil Marty is wilding right now. Uh, like Marty this is not Martel Marty, this show. This is uh, Evil Marty. He is strictly Evil Marty on this episode, bro. Yeah. Look, hey, shit gotta happen sometimes, though. <laughs> He's balanced. Some balanced. niggas gotta catch a fade. <laughs> He's not having it, bro. <laughs> He's not having it. Hey, we got a legend in my eyes. In the city. In the city. Soon worldwide. In the in the villa tonight. This is this is a true story. We when we all had that meeting to bring this together. Mm-hmm. One of the majestic poor. Hold up. You hear it? Nowhere near the mic. That's a long distance. Long yeah. distance one. That was a, a logo shot right there. <laughs> shout out to uh, Trey on uh, ATL. Um, we had we had a meeting about starting Tree Villa, and one of the inspirations was. Our guest had posted, well, I saw he posted an article from Vice about the Fresh Produce Battle. Mm-hmm. And his name was mentioned in that article. And I was like, yo, it'd be dope if he came on Polite Coolery and played some shit. I was like, nah, he too wavy for Polite Coolery. I got, nah, I got to do something else. And then I was watching, you know, the Stretch and Barbito shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that, that kind of... Fused together, I'm like, yo, a mix show where we have artists and producers, DJs, graffiti artists, whatever, all elements of, of the game come to the villa and do some ill shit. Yep. And and I told Mo this, he said, damn, that makes sense. Like, you know, like, yeah, like, it's like, I had to separate it, you know what I'm saying? I just wanted to be strictly just music and art so we can focus on, like, it's the artist platform, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, I had too much whiskey. Flexworthy is here, y'all. Like, <laughs> I, lost my, I lost my train of thought. Like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm not going to try to get it back. It's, it's all good. Though. We got the legendary yeah. Flexworthy in the building. Oh, What's good? What's Flexlord404 dropped yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's out now. All streaming platforms. Toaster yeah, Ravioli. Sunday. Yeah, like... That's- I'm grateful. Yeah, is I'm super it, grateful. Is that blasphemy? I don't know. <laughs> that was genius. Yeah, right. You know what? There was a lot going on this weekend, and then, like, it really I was. feel like everybody was recovering on Sunday, so it kind of worked out. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Exactly how you do it. Yo, yo, here's the drugs. Here you go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy that. Enjoy that. How you feeling, Flex? I'm feeling good. Like, feeling great. How are you, though? Uh, I'm slapped. Bet you hear my name every <laughs> single place that you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hey, I, I first seen Flex, man. He uh he beat everybody ass in Fresh Produce. <laughs> I'm like, who yeah. the fuck is? Hey, Mo just, shouted me go. out and made me feel like a hundred bucks. Like, hey, no. he's like, hey, Flex, what? And then like, <laughs> <laughs> I just I would rave over Flex every time. I think I seen Flex at Fresh Produce maybe like two times before. He, the, uh, his his time at the championship battle. Mm-hmm. And each time when he didn't make it to the final round, I left. It was over. Like, nobody there was better than Flex, and I, it was a waste of my time. <laughs> I left when he lost. I was like, this is some bullshit. And you did, and you did I was about to shit. boycott. If he didn't win that night, I was about to boycott. When we, when we walked in the champions, because that was my first Fresh Produce experience, was the champions battle, because Click Clack, the homie, yeah. my our bro, he was in it. So I was like, all right, I'm coming. I'm like, I missed the last one. I'm coming to this one. And Mo was like, yo, it's this dude named Flexworthy. Stupid. I was like, all right, all right. 
He came out, green Cardinals jersey. All right, I like him already. He had the I Lakers like, shorts I, I, on. I, I, I like him that. already. And then when he started playing this, I'm like, oh, shit. But then I was riding for my boy. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Click like I love you. Let me down that night. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> click like sell it dope. Yeah, yeah super right. dope. Yeah. But it, I was in the crowd like, oh damn. It was the first, the first round killed it. Oh, oh yeah. I like my boys in this bag. Right. All right, this easy money we talking. Yeah. Then you should have called me, man. <laughs> you should have called me. You should have played the set list for me, and man. My, I'm, a, I'm thinking. I'm like, damn. I hope they don't match up. <laughs> I hope, I hope Flex. Clash no, of yeah. the Titans. I want to see them match up at the end, like winner takes all. And yeah, that would have been dope. That would have yeah. been dope. If but it wasn't for that damn second round, man. Mm-hmm. It's but all then good. Flex was kicking everybody but ass. But you took though. it home, baby. That's all that matters. Yeah, you was That's kicking what... everybody ass, dog. I'm like, yo, this dude is nice. Like, mm-hmm. he is nice. It like, was what? overdue, but it was right on time because he got the champions battle. Because you, that, how many times have you won? Fresh produce. I don't know. I won the championship battle. Now I can't sign up for like six months. So oh. <laughs> you got wait till no, the next. No, I'll I'll be in it in January though. Okay. Yeah, in the champions battle. Yeah. Are you are you uh is B battles always been your thing or no no uh but uh they've been real dope. Like that's where I mean a lot of people get to know me is by going to those beat battles. Mm. Uh, but no, I don't produce beats to win beat battles. And sometimes it like fucks up my head. If I know I'm going to be in an upcoming beat battle and I'm trying to cook and like, it fucks with me because I want to be creative and just do my thing. But then I'm thinking like, yo, is this going to win a beat battle? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, it's yeah, it's yeah. like, Oh, this doesn't like go hard or something like that. And it's like, yeah. So, cause you only get the one, one, I, I think shit that goes hard is always gonna win. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes people play something like really musical and beautiful, and yeah. in a beat battle, you need something that knocks and slap. goes hard. Yeah, because yeah. 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 if you don't get them it's in the first slap. ten seconds, I've like lost yeah. enough of them to know it's gotta go hard. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think I think every producer's been there. Like he was like, all right, that's a good producer. Like remember yeah. when uh Swiss Beats was battling all them niggas, mm-hmm. and then it was just like, yo, Swiss shit shits knocks. Like so that's he, why he's he destroying these niggas. It. Like, it always like, Just Blaze is Just Blaze. But, like, oh, actually, if Just Blaze let us pick his shit, <laughs> oh, man. he probably would have, he would probably would have watched Swiss. Like, yeah. he probably would have watched him. He was, it was just like Flex was just saying, and like. They, they should do, like, beat battles for really big producers nowadays yeah. and, like, put it on Netflix or something. Mm. Mm. I'm telling you. Like, Trademark that. If we right. just, like, Metro Boomin versus TM88 versus. Mm. Cardo yeah. versus like be you know crazy. just get a whole lineup of like the latest. Hey, and somebody greatest. bring out a notepad, nigga. Right. <laughs> hey, that ain't. But I ain't gonna forget that. Shit. Those producers <laughs> might not even be down to do that because they, they gonna want to all get paid. Yeah, they want that for their bread. money. Yeah. That shit. They, every beat they gonna want two hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> for real? Shit, some 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 producers charge that much. Yeah, yeah. Even more. I, I know shit. Blaze. That's yeah. for sure. At least a quarter. Like that's at least a quarter for like a beat. It's insane, but that's a good idea though. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think some big dudes would be down with it, and it's gonna be the ones that you didn't expect to the deny it, deny it, deny it. Yeah, the <laughs> ones that probably could use some exposure, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, and they be like, "Oh fuck this shit! You're not paying me. I'm not doing it." And then some people just be scared, bro. Yeah, they just be scared. They don't want to get embarrassed. True. And I I get it, but I don't get it. Like yeah. fuck it, we we all we all friends, we comrades, right? Yeah. Like, it's, in the culture, like ain't nobody. You gotta be nothing. able this... to be friends and compete. Like, uh-huh. stay on your feet. The flex, 
Yo, like, let's let's talk about St. Louis for a minute. Yeah, because I, I was about to go there. I was about to go there. I was about to go there. Yeah, so my dad, my dad grew up in uh, Carrollton, right, like, real close to here. Like it's like a Yo. ghost town now. <laughs> Have you guys been on? You know where Carrollton is? Like the, uh, just west of like the runway. It's just like a ghost town of like where a neighborhood used to be. Oh, he's but they tore like, down all the houses Hanley. where. Uh, where the airport, the runway expansion happened in like the 80s. Yeah. But oh, they don't even like use yeah. the runway. Yeah. Back over yeah. there. Yeah. Like Hanley Scudder area. Yeah. 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 But for some weird reason, I grew up in Mexico, Missouri. Middle of nowhere. I- I've heard Down of Mexico, South? Missouri. Yeah. Toronto Lou's from Mexico. Yeah. That's yeah. Right <laughs> from. Like, how-, how was it growing up there? Like, uh,. Oh shit! I mean, I always wanted to like live in the city where there was things to do and stuff going on. But uh, yeah, it's real different in Mexico. I don't know. Uh, it's like thirteen thousand people. I mean, there's there's a big difference between a small town of like three thousand people to a small town of thirteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's both. They're both small towns, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. We still had some stuff going on. Like everyone in my small town was everyone was trying to be cool. Like yeah, I mean. Going to junior high dances in the sixth grade, it was just like rap music from start to finish, and like, mm. yeah, and like, yeah, it seems like hip hop and rap and like, I don't know, everybody. It's like everybody was trying to be cool all the time, like in my town, like. So yeah, I was kind of surrounded by hip hop stuff, uh, oh, but playing ball, mean. playing ball is really what got me into it, man. I, I like fell in love with Jordan at like age six, and like I used to watch the finals and stuff when he was still playing, like mm-hmm. yeah, like as a little kid, like yeah, that's what really got me into hip hop was just playing hella basketball growing up, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I broke my leg when I was eighteen, and then uh, I just like on the court. Yeah, I was going up to dunk, and uh, I was like in a in a growth spurt. So my uh, my like uh, growth plates were open, and my bones were weak. Like this only happens to young people uh, that are like growing or whatever. Yeah. But like I went up to jump. I was a one leg jumper, not a two leg jumper. I like mm. I was going up to <laughs> jump off flex. one leg, and uh, like the muscle pulled so hard that it like broke the bone, Damn. and like I just like hit the ground. Like I was like, oh shit. And I was oh, like, shit. I was just like, hey, <laughs> I was like, Gra- grab my cell phone, like, call the ambulance. I thought I dislocated my knee, but I'd like broke a bone, and uh, yeah, they put it back into place with like four screws, and then I was like, well, I'm not hooping like I used to, because it was already hard enough to dunk like perfectly healthy, and then like, I was like, I'm not about to work my ass off with four screws in my knee to like halfway Super dunk. Yeah. Like it was already hard enough trying to dunk a ten foot hoop. Like, so then I thought maybe I'll just go to college and party my ass off, be an average Joe. And like, I just couldn't do it. I had like some grind in me. I was like, yo, I gotta like, I gotta grind. So, uh, man, this is like 2009. And this is like a turning point in hip hop when, uh, shit, Lil Wayne was running the game. And then like Drake was hitting the scene, Kid Cudi, and like Birth mm. of the New School for real. Yeah. And it was like, I never thought I could do rapper hip hop like before 08, 09. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I went to the Great Hangover Tour, saw Cuddy, and uh, that shit was like, Change that shit life, changed man. my life. And I wanted to, <laughs> yeah, man, I used to go on Depp Hiff and like, be like, yo, who like looks hipster? Because like hipster wasn't even a thing. <laughs> and, like, and like one of the first things that popped up was uh, Flight School. 
And I was like, mm, that okay. dude looks fucking like hipster, and he had a backpack on, like Shout rocking a backpack Wiz. in the on the cover. And I got like real into Wiz like early. Like I used to tell people in my small town, like, yo, this guy Wiz Khalifa. Man, I used to email like his producers and stuff. I've like <laughs> chatted with Cardo and like Big Germ. Like yeah, I was like, I was like super into it. Like I don't know, I don't know why I got so into it, but uh, yeah, I just I've been grinding for like ten years for real. Like y'all think I'm dope, but it's like ten years in the making. Like for real. Yeah. Wh- yeah. What was your first uh, like producing experience? Like when did you know? Like, hey, I'm about to. Well, man, I also grew up playing drums. Uh, okay. Yeah, I played drums in, like, marching band and stuff, you know. Uh, me and my family, we went and saw Drumline in the theaters. and like <laughs> We had to drive to Moberly because they didn't even show it in the Mexico theater. Because oh, my dad was in the Drumline at Mizzou. He was in the Drumline at uh, Hazelwood Central mm-hmm. and Hazelwood West. And, uh, yeah, he taught me how to play drums when I was young. But he uh, he covers songs. He doesn't, like, write his own songs or nothing like that. Like mm-hmm. So he just played what he heard and shit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like he played in a in a rock band growing up, and like, yeah, seeing him grinding like a rock, like it was like a classic rock cover band. Uh, seeing him kind of grind, do that, like taught me a lot. Like I'd see him hang up flyers at the gas station, hang up flyers at the grocery store. Like he'd be going to a gig on Saturday night, like so he had grind like, too. Yeah, he'd get paid gigs and stuff. It it was all cover songs. It wasn't like songs he was writing, but uh, it was like. Yeah, just witnessing that growing up definitely, like, put something in me. But, mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know if he, like, fully gets the hip-hop shit I'm doing. Maybe he does. He thinks it's dope, but I don't know. It's it's our generation. It's not his generation, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. Definitely but, it's a yeah, shit, I'm over here rambling. You guys got this whiskey in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well, I just want to get you up to speed of like me producing. It's like a long, long time in the making. Yeah. Scotch kind of right. <laughs> yeah. Scotch. It is good. It's, it's the Valentine's. Really good. Valentine's. 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 Slip slow next time you get. It. So, so I, I think we already gotten a, a glimpse of your influences. So I'm assuming Cuddy, Wiz, Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then there was a there was definitely like years where I was not fucking with Cuddy. I'm like, what the fuck's he doing with the guitar? Like, put that shit down. Like, <laughs> like get back to get doing back. your hip hop thing. And like his latest album was fire. People are sleeping on his latest album, even though the cover's kind of whack. He's like shirtless. Yeah, you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. But that's a, it, that's it, a it's fire not, album. It, it, it's not the speed and bullet one, is it? No, no, no. no. That, that, that one's terrible. It's the passion, pain, and like demon slaying or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that one's, one's fire. Yeah, that one's dope. But That's like dope. all his like rock stuff, it's like it's one of yeah, the Nirvana. It's kind of like well, it's it's like what if like a rock and roll guy who's been a rock and roll guy his whole life sets down the guitar and is like, I'm going to drop a rap album. It's like, you're not going to be tight at it because that's not your DNA. You didn't grow up with yeah. that, you know? And it's, right. I, Cuddy, his hit, I think his DNA's hip hop and he kills it. It's like, you don't got to play guitar, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like dude, you could change the game. Like, I remember seeing interviews of him in like 2012. He was like, yo, if I rap, there would be no Drake. I'm like, please rap, bro. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's more shit. Little brother didn't rap, it would be no Drake. Yeah, that's yeah. just facts. But other rap, facts. other rap, I fuck with, you know, I fuck with Currency, ASAP Rocky, Vince Staples, Denzel Curry, uh, mm. a lot of go hard shit. I mean, I I make like boom bap beats, but yeah, I fuck with with dope shit. I don't know. Yeah, mm. like, I I feel like I gotta make boom bap beats so they can like be a beat tape and I can do beat shows. 
It's okay. like just so they can mm-hmm. stand on their own. Mm. Uh, I make a lot of like go hard songs. Like man, I got a folder with like over fifty beats of like go hard stuff. But it they wouldn't be beat tape beats. It's like meant for someone to rap yeah. over it. Oh, okay. And like songs. Yeah, yes. And I send them to rappers and stuff. Uh, I think everybody just wants to like kick it. No one wants to get like an emailed <laughs> beat to them. I don't know. I need, to, like, I, need to, I need to kick it with people. Like I'm just like, dude. I'm emailing you like 50 beats. Like, <laughs> nah, that's like thing, man. That's a difference. It's like the chill shit, the boom bap, like all the people like saying the like, low five hip hop, mm-hmm. which shit is nothing new. But uh, it's a certain, it's a certain chill and a vibe, especially when that stuff I see you play. It's a, it's a very really chill vibe and groove. And like most people want that, oh no, I need them, I need them drums, or I need that, yeah. need that like that drum or I need that shit. Like, mm-hmm. no, nah, it's just I feel like the beats, a beats I've heard so far of you, like they could work anywhere. Like you got the like, you have the backing of it. You like the champion of champions, <laughs> at fresh produce right now. So it's just like it's. I feel like it's a matter of time, though. And I, of course, you like networking is always a good thing, but like. Your name, you on the show for a reason, cause we oh, see thanks, it. Man. Thanks. We see it already. We like okay, cause I remember the first time I saw you at Fresh Produce. I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> if I co-sign somebody, I'm like, all right, I know I, he he's got something there. So, in yeah, due bro. time, in due time, it's there, dog. It's just how did how was like how important was it for you to like develop your style, where you was just like, hey, this is this is me, and I and I'm gonna run with this. Uh, I mean, I. I'm definitely still developing my style, and mm. I feel like a, a lot of artists would say that. Uh, like, I always hear, like, artists tell me they're still trying to find their voice. Mm. When you would almost be like, oh, you found your voice. Like, keep going, you know. Uh, but, yeah, I uh, I almost feel like a pressure to pick a lane between, like, boom bap and, like, uh, I would just say, like, quantized beats. But, like, mm. yeah, like, like turn up beats. I want to say trap because I don't sell drugs. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, I, honestly, it's, man, the boom bap stuff's hard, like, it was kind of easy for me to, like, make, uh, like, some quantized, like, I I don't know, you guys fuck with Harry Frog, like, years, years back, I got real into him and his sample selection, and, like, for real, he would just let samples ride, like, so many people chop up samples, and he just, like, let samples ride and loop it with a simple yeah. beat over it. But, like, it was more about his selection, mm-hmm. and I was like, damn, his taste is so ill. And so that's what I did is made a bunch of ill beats, and I'd lose these damn beat battles, and I fucking <laughs> messaged the judges, like, why the fuck am I losing? <laughs> and they're like, all you did was loop the beat. You didn't chop it up. Nah, that's... So, I've been chopping beats ever since. Nah, I know a few few producer homies will say that, like, they will talk shit on, like, Pete Rock or, like, old school, all this boom bap shit. It's like, they ain't do nothing but loop the sample and a a simple drum pattern. Because if you listen to uh, that joint, uh, Cigarette Boats, that's, like, a perfect example, like, Harry Fraud, and he just lets the fucking... The loop play. Yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's like, just about the selection, like you said. It's yeah. the selection. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like There's that like a kajillion style. songs out there. You pick that one out of all the kajillion songs. Right. Like, yeah. and, <laughs> and it's that the whole thing about sampling, it's just like you find it, that loop, that like that little piece is just like something goes off you in your head. When you find it, you're like, oh shit. Like you can loop, even though you just do a simple loop, it's about finding that little piece that's for digging, for searching, for just like, ah. Uh, this is it. Let me present this to y'all. 
of what I found. I like that that loop you did. Well, that joint on uh the latest joint. Okay. Flex Lord four four out now. Yeah. All platforms. It was a, the the da na na na. Mm-hmm. I remember Lupe Fiasco had a song called Spaz Out, and he used that same sample off the advanced food and liquor with the uh, bootleg version before he uh before he uh revamped the uh new joint that we know now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh I was like, yo, I was like Flex is in his bag right now. Mind you, I'm I'm up at five in the morning listening to this shit, bro. I'm like, I'm like, yo, this shit is just extra wavy, dog. I, I don't. I, I was about to ask you like, who's that sample? <laughs> Just to hear the original version. Damn. So I don't know if I should give away my workflow, but like, <laughs> man. So all my samples are are vinyl records, and mm. uh, it man, there's something real magical about vinyl. Like, if you get into digging for vinyl, it's like a whole world of music opens up. I don't know how to explain heard, it. I, like, it's, hard hard it's just like it. It's just like if you get into it, because a about lot to start. opens up. Yeah. It. Some some people it turns into a sickness and they can't stop buying vinyl and they blow and all their money on it. And I want to be that person. Well, I want to be that. Honestly, there there's a lot of good dollar records and dollar bins. You go to the record store and like the dollar. bottom shelf is the dollar bins. You gotta like get a milk crate from the side and sit on it so you can like mm. flip through it. But like, yeah, if you take the time to dig through vinyl or the dollar bins, you'll find like good records that have torn up covers mm-hmm. or maybe like one or two. Of the tracks are scratched, but the rest of it is perfectly fine. And like, so you find like some good fire in the dollar bins. Like, yeah, but then you might spend like an hour or two in the record store, like flipping through it. Like, I do that. I'll go, but that's like, man, that's, oh man, that's one of my favorite things to do is go to the record store and like dig. Like, cause then you get home, you put the needle on, and you have no idea what you're about to hear. <laughs> if it, I mean, if it's some shit that you don't know what it is, like now I go and I see Ohio Players Club and I know it's just fire and I grab <laughs> it, but like, a lot of times, if you don't know what it is, it's really fun to go home and put the needle on, and you're like, "Oh shit, what is it about What's to about be?" To Some sometimes it's whack, but sometimes it's good. The more the more I've digged, the better I've gotten at picking out the fire and like knowing that, oh, this is like, oh shit, this is 1950s. This is like uh, not gonna be good. Like <laughs> you think, like, yeah. oh, they put this cool little Hawaiian girl on the front, and it's like, mm-hmm. nah, this is like just too old to be fire. Like it's like, you know, yeah. But yeah, vinyl records is uh, it's something cool. How was it seeing your your uh, Tulsa Raviolis on vinyl? Was that your first vinyl or uh? It wasn't that cool because I paid for it, and I realized that, like, <laughs> I, it, I think it would only be cool if someone else paid for it. And I was like, oh, shit, someone else financed this. Yeah, I had to fork up my uh, dollars for that shit. But, uh, no, it was very cool. It's like a bucket list thing. I've always wanted to have my shit on vinyl. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I just found a dude that cuts vinyl out of his house out of, like, Florida or something. And, uh, yeah, just PayPal'd him, and he... He makes the shit out of his house and mailed it to my house and shit. And Damn. I went up to Vintage Vinyl yeah, and awesome. asked him, "Yo, <laughs> can I get commission on a on a local uh, artist selling vinyl or whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah, I'm the guy to talk to." And he was all skeptical, not really giving me the time of day. And then I sold out like five records in the first week. I go back up there and they were like all stoked to talk to me and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, like well, "Now you want to talk? Uh, yeah. Now you want to do business?" No, shout out to Vintage Vinyl. They're cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's 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 my that's my neighborhood. You know, I, I grew up because I used to go to Vintage Vinyl, but 
Actually, that's CDs. that's like, not my favorite place to pick for vinyls though, because it's picked over. Like mm-hmm. the it's like the hole in the wall place, or like even Goodwill. Like that's mm-hmm. where you find like some gems because they don't even know what they got. You know, they're sitting on yeah. heat and they don't know it. Like yeah, vintage vinyl. If they got heat, they know it, so it's expensive. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go through it. Yeah. Like so, as far as like producing for artists, do you do it often? Man, or? I try. I try to. Uh, I mean. Uh, when I lived in Colombia, I I produced for all my friends and homies, and I had a lot of songs with them. But now I'm in St. Louis, and uh, it's uh, it's another level here. And I'm getting my music out there. I did a, uh, I mean shit, I could flex right now. Uh, you know, I got I got unheard music with Maddie Woods. He ain't dropped. Uh, okay. He he recorded over my track out in L.A. You guys can holler at him and be like, drop that shit with flex. <laughs> I met him once. And I don't know, but y'all, he he could drop that shit. It's hard. I saw the footage of him rapping over my beat, and I thought, okay, here we go. And I also <laughs> got I also got music with Arshad Goods, mm-hmm. but the homie. Yeah, I did a show with him in Columbia when I was still live in Columbia. I was doing live beats with my buddy Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to do like uh, open mics all the time in Columbia, where I do live NPC, and he'd just freestyle. And we did that for like a whole summer, okay. and. Uh, but this is just in a little Columbia, and there'd be like five people in the audience on an open mic. But everybody was everybody would fuck with it. We wouldn't plan it out. We'd just get fucked up and go to the venue, <laughs> and like I'd sit on a stool with the NPC in my lap, and then he'd come out and freestyle. And uh, yeah, we did that for like a whole summer, and we did a show, and I met Arshad, and I remember I moved to St. Louis with my girl like months later. And then Arshad texts me like, "What's up? You still making beats?" And then I was like, "Yeah, I just moved to St. Louis." He's like, where, where? And I was like, I moved to U City. Like, we got this little apartment. And it's where we from. And then he, it was like, it was like a block over from his house. Yep. And then it was like really weird. Like, it just threw the vibe <laughs> off. Like, whoa, this is weird. And like, we made a song together, but he never released it. And like, I don't even know why I'm telling you all this, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, these are really dope rappers I fuck with that I want to like drop songs with, but uh, ain't dropping heat. I remember, and then like Sean Alexander came over to my house. The artist and mm-hmm. he rapped over my beats and I was like, Sean, I, I, was, like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, Sean I was like, nah, fuck with it. It might have like discouraged him from rapping. <laughs> so now he's killing it as an artist. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, let who else have I? Who else has rapped over my shit? Uh, Scott Hewitt, his mate, rapped over my shit. I don't know if you know him. Styles rapped over one of my beats. Uh, the Ghost? No. I don't know. There's a homie named Styles out here. Oh, uh, I thought you were the lock. I was like, what? Styles P? Styles P? It's like, what? Okay, so I moved to St. Louis. I'm working at Menards full time, like sweeping the floors. I look over, rocking some 11 Concords. And this is back when it was tough to get some concords and i look up it's city spud like first month i moved to st louis and i'm like oh shit and i'm not even sure it's him because i only seen him like the vh1 behind the music for nelly (laughs) and like (laughs) a lot of people and then i go up to him and this is out in fucking uh manchester or uh brent or uh yeah yeah chesterfield out there yeah yeah it's out that area Yeah. yeah and uh I'm like, yo, are you city spud? He's like, he's like, yeah, man. 
And I'm like, oh, shit. I was like, you're a legend, bro. Like, I make beats, blah, blah, blah. He's like, oh, shit. Blah. His girl's, like, tugging him by the arm, like, quit talking to this guy. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, hold on. I'm feeling good right now. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I got an NPC. I make beats, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he's like, let me get your number. And I was like, oh, shit, this is crazy. <laughs> like, I moved to St. Louis. I mean, Nelly's brother, he's taking my number. And then I've never heard from him since. But that, <laughs> that got me, like, really fucking excited. Here's another. I got rap stories for days about just me not making it. Let, right, let, let them out. Let them okay. out. That's what we're here for. Okay, <laughs> two 2010, I make a mixtape with my homie Junebug back in Mexico. Uh, and Junebug, man, I thought he was going to be the next Nelly. He he could, he could had this, like, twang, like, this country twang when he could sing. And it was, like, it was so ill. And he still raps now. I think he lives in, like, Dallas now. But, uh, yeah, shout out to Junebug. We made this mixtape where... Uh, where I sampled a whole bunch of dope shit. I didn't even have my NPC then. I made it on like an Ableton like demo version. And uh, I was like a big fan of Childish Gambino like early. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sa- so Gambino had a beat tape a long time ago where he sampled every beat on the beat tape was a different Sufjan Stevens sample. And Sufjan Stevens has like this really beautiful music. And it was just like a dope concept to have. To have like every sample be from the same artist. So one of those like beats, I sampled it and made it into a beat. Mm. And Junebug rapped on it. And my crazy ass drove up to Chicago and went to a Gambino show and gave him the CD. Like, yo, check this out. And this is like, this is before he was, he was like, this was maybe his very first tour as like a musician. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, homie put it on Twitter. Like him and his like bandmates danced to it on uh on his tour bus and like Junebug and I saw it like three in the morning we're like screaming like That's this is like crazy. 2010 I'm thinking like yo we're about to be famous like this is fucking crazy right like Gambino just posted a like a 10 second video like listening to our beats or listening to uh our music and uh but we never heard from him since it was just like a little video but I think we tried to message him like yo yo but like <laughs> It was like a pat on the back, like, yo, keep going. Like, shit's possible. I don't know why I used to think, like, yo, I'll get my CD to, like, a really big person, and, like, that will, like, get my foot in the door. But, like, I've kind of given that up and just gone back to the local grind. Like, yo, I'm just going to shut it down locally. Like, try to... I got a beat show at Foam coming up uh, November 21st is a Thursday, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to have a bunch of dope producers just play beats. Like, the live beat shows... uh, it's like a new thing that that's like I'm the perfect gonna... date night, bro. For real, you think like so? yeah. for real, no real shit. Do. I've I've done this. Yeah, like I'm it's gonna be there. Like <laughs> bad, we, bad. especially if it's a bar involved, we get yeah. some drinks and like, yo, we about to just vibe out. Like I love that shit. So November twenty first, phone. Yeah, phone. Bring November asses 21st. out first. It's gonna be a beat bash. That's what I'm calling it. STL beat bash. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I got. I already got hella producers on board. Shout out to Love Baker. Shout out to Kong. Okay. Mm. Uh, Kong, that's the homie. Yeah. Hello, Jizu. Okay. Jizu. Uh, Shout out to Therapeutics. I just talked to Alexi Beats yesterday. I'm gonna get her to come through. But I need okay. I, I need some okay. more producers with like hardware. Like they can play this shit off the laptop or phone. But like you want to come? I, I I 
like I want every producer to have a 404 or have some sort of little gadget that they can at least chop it up a little. You don't have to chop it like crazy, just like a little something. Hey, we got, so we got one right like, here. Like, we got a guy right here. Like, here you, know you know go. It's cute. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, you want to perform at the show? Yeah, bro, we'll get you on a B set. I, I was, what's crazy though is like, I want to get so many people that it will have to be like everybody gets like 15 minutes, you know, or 10 minutes because I want to get like eight people or something you know mm. on the lineup but yeah bro dude you're on the list <laughs> you I'll just send, made the list i'll send you the fire bro yeah yeah oh yeah and i fucking hollered at je and he messaged me back and i shout out to him he put a lot he, of the homies on bro, he, he he might be there okay maybe not i don't know <laughs> possibly he kind of seemed annoyed that i was like bugging him and then he was like i might slide through yeah might, that's, that's a yes I was like, all right. We're going to put that in there. I want to tell Fresh Produce, I want a heavyweight match with J.E. for the champion belt right here. (laughs) (laughs) The tree title. We'll come with the tree title. We'll set it up. Yo, straight up, he would not do that. Nah, nah, nah. If he did, I'm like, y'all, all right, uh, who got the bets? I'm taking all side bets uh, <laughs> immediately. Like, all cash side bets. Only. <laughs> no, I need cash. 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 Money on the wood, so it's good. We're mm-hmm. going to put it right on the stage. Like, anybody touched it, getting slapped. Like, I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm ready for that shit. Now, like, what are some of the producers? Did you look up to any producers coming up? Or are you just like, uh... Or was it just, just Dude, artists? what's crazy was what what got me into it was, like, artists and rappers. You know, okay. I'm a fan of rap, but, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to make beats. I my I don't want to rap, for real. Like, <laughs> no. Nah. But do you rap? I could, because I don't think I'd overcomplicate it. Like, I think people overcomplicate when they rap. Like, Damn, you that's could, the realest shit I've ever heard. Yo, you could just, like, let the beat breathe, like... You know, say a little something and let the beat breathe. And say a little something and let the beat breathe. And say a little something and let the beat breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be rapid fire with it. I think I think it's like rappers get some sort of anxiety that they got to, like, be like, and it's like, you don't got to do <laughs> all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like a guitar player who, like, plays a solo. Like, I don't drive around listening to solos. <laughs> you know, just like listening to guitar solos all day, like you know, like you Damn, listen, you man, listen to just three chords. Oh, you I feel know, bad because I did like that repeated, today. You know, I feel bad because I did that. To, well, I listened to the whole song, but it was a Jimmy Page solo off "Stairway to Heaven." Led Zeppelin. Okay, like, well, that's that's an exception. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. right. That, that's but not I like. Said, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like you're like, hey, let me find the guitar solo on this track and just ride around and shit. Yeah, yeah, you gotta hear the whole. The whole movie, it's like coming in on a movie in the middle. It's just like, hey, I'm just gonna watch it here. Right, like, the height of the film. Like, why? Like, I used to do that with Scarface, bro. I used to do the same thing. When, when I was little, like, I, I, I never I, fully I, watched I sometimes Scarface. almost like movies better because I fill in the gaps <laughs> and then I make it better in my head. But then you go back and watch the first half and it's like not as good as what you filled in, yeah, you know? Hey, Flex is one of the most hilarious Does that make people sense? I've ever yeah. heard. Yeah. There's plenty of movies I've only seen half of, and I'm like, that's a good movie. You ever, you ever watch a movie in school and they like cut it off because you gotta go to the next period? <laughs> and it's like the anticipation till the next day to see the rest of the movie. And it makes the movie better because you're like You have to wait. It's that anticipation. And then you like rewatch it later and you're like, this is garbage. Yeah. We watched so many movies in school, like I 
terrible education. That's why I'm like pursuing like, I, fucking making beats. Like. I, I once brought. I was in. I was uh. I was in preschool and we had a uh, show and tell. Um, and I had. I didn't really had nothing in my mind. I didn't think I had cool shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo. I got this Ninja Turtles movie, and I think it's the coolest shit ever. Like, it's the coolest thing that I own, you know? So I was like, Secret right. Ooze or the, the first, first one? The very first one. So I was like, all right, was I'm bringing it to preschool, whatever. And then they was like, yeah, we can watch it. I'm like, cool. And then they started watching it. I felt, I felt like the man. I'm like, all right, everybody enjoying it. Until Raphael said, damn, and the teacher cut it off. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. over. Like, oh, shit. Like, like we didn't even get to the uh, the, the fire in April's crib, Bree. Like, we got to watch that at least. Like, motherfuckers ain't really fight fight for real yet. That was I'm, my first cuss word. Damn. <laughs> damn. That was my first That was, that was my favorite part of the movie. Like, oh, I like Raphael said, Because he, he, he got, uh, no, he they went. Lost his side. Yeah, and he's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and then my teacher hopped up so quick. And just cut that shit off. Like, all right, that's enough for the day. Like, oh damn. <laughs> I ruined show. I'm the I'm the motherfucker that ruined show and tell. <laughs> damn. <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> it was over. I felt so I felt terrible, man. I think so, I brought like a yo-yo to show and tell. Like, <laughs> that's the dorkiest thing. Yo-yos was the shit though. No. There was one girl that, the that came in and sang Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Like, that was her show and tell. was just singing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Raven Wilson Croft. That's crazy. I remember that. That is the I, most I Mexico, Missouri name I've ever heard, bro. Yeah. Wilson Croft? Damn. I don't... I got a crazy memory. I don't know. I... Do you ever no, just no. do you ever just think back on your life like it's a movie? Yeah, I, I remember. I, I do that. Bro. I do that too much, and I just remember too much. It's yeah. Wilson Croft. Wish I had memory like. She that. sounds like a oil I don't know tycoon, why. Bro. Yeah, I don't know why I mentioned her just now. But, she, yeah. dog, she, she brought like waterfalls to show and tell, bro. Like, Dude, I'll I'll never forget that. That was the greatest kindergarten day ever. I don't think I've ever had show and tell. It's like everybody brought something, but she sang. <laughs> like it was like she really brought something. Hearing <laughs> <laughs> oh this is hilarious, yeah. dog. This is hilarious. Hey, Mexico, yeah, man, we won state championship basketball in '95. Man, Jason Brookins, he went to the NFL, played for the Baltimore Ravens, got traded to the Green Bay Packers. He was at their practice. I'm sorry, Jason, for telling the story, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the Packers like coaching staff like said, "Hey Jason, can we see your uh, playbook?" And for like most teams in the NFL, when they say, "Can we see your playbook?" that means like you're you're cut, you're cut from the team. Like we need to see your playbook. And like they just asked that like we just want to like adjust the playbook. Like we need to update it or something. <laughs> so for some reason, he took it as like he was off the team. So he just like took off and left. And this is crazy. This was like on ESPN and like. Uh, he's driving like from Green Bay back to Little Mexico, Missouri, and like they're like trying to call him or something. Couldn't get a hold of him. By the time he got to Mexico, they got a hold of him. They're like, "Dude, where have you been? Like, you got practice and all this." And he was like, "Man, I thought I was cut from the team." And they're like, "It was like, well, now you are. Like, it's been three, <laughs> it's been like three days. Damn. We just now got a hold of you." And like. Yeah, no, he just, like, lived in Mexico ever since, but, like, he always had my back at the park when, like, everyone put a foot up my ass for, like, being a little street baller, and, like, he he knew I was dope. 
but yeah, bro. Like, so you just watch yeah. one tapes, bro? Like, oh just... hell yeah, dude. Oh man, let's back up. Yeah, yeah. I saw some Arab there, talk. man. So I don't know what got me into street ball so big. I think it was Mizzou basketball camp. I went there, and like they have the little time where they let you shoot around, and uh, like. I like people would start doing like little moves and like people would like gather and make like a big circle and I remember I knew like a few little tricks and I started like doing something and like people and I'm like maybe 12 13 I don't know like probably 13 and like people just like huddled like a big ass circle around me and like I'm doing tricks and people like oh that was dope and like yo that like that I've like looked back at my life and I know that experience like led me to like want to be an entertainer like having people come up to you and tell you you're dope is like such a like magical feeling like mm. i think people that taste that like you chase it or something mm. like i don't know like just like back when i was a kid and people were like oh you're dope at basketball i was like oh i gotta like chase that feeling of like just getting props i don't know and i try to give props to people because i know what it brings out of you like if people tell me I can't do something, I'm like, oh, fuck, I probably can't. I should stop. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. If people are like, you're fucking good, like, keep going. Then I'm like, okay, I'm going to keep going. Like, I don't know. I I try to boost, like, local artists and shit, and sometimes they think I'm trying to play them, and, like, oh, they're just trying to collab troll, or like, use me or troll or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, I just, like, what do you want me to do? Not show love? Mm, and true. have you, that's like... True leave here wondering if i'm fucking with you or not like i don't know yeah that's a tough thing because i want to i want st louis artists to rally together i had a studio engineer tell me once that like missouri artists are like crabs in a bucket and we're all trying to compete and like if we just rallied together we tip the bucket over and like mm. i took that mindset on like years ago of like trying to holler at people and like do shows or collabs and it's like not fucking easy because everyone thinks you're trying to like play them or use them or something, and I'm more like bigger picture, like, yo, let's make yeah. St. Louis dope, let's do like hella shows together, let's do hella, like, let's make this a scene where people think, yo, St. Louis is a little hub for like hip hop and right. shows and shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it'll get there, man. Cats like you guys are out here doing podcasts, cats like me are trying to do little beat shows, like, we'll get it going. Right. Yeah. I moved to St. Louis are- thinking I was really good at music and i'd never heard of smino and like the first week i saw like smino drop a mixtape or something mm-hmm. and i was like holy shit i gotta step my game up like his beats all his beats are so ill mm-hmm. and like Side of the and then like the way he like raps and sings like it's like chance to rapper on steroids like <laughs> like it's fucking Facts. hey he's so cold like people don't even know it's how crazy. cold he is he's so cold like man he if his beats, his music. I remember I moved to St. Louis and that song 3M dropped. Do you mm-hmm. remember that song? Yeah. Me, Rel did the Rel Brody artwork. did the artwork. Yeah. I had him do artwork for me like right when I moved. He made a little dinosaur playing the MPC. I might drop that as an album cover next. <laughs> but uh yeah, uh yeah, I went to like Vibes and saw Smino and Arshad and shit. Like that was like when I first moved up here. And I remember staying on Cherokee with Smino. No one else was around, and I thought, yo, should I get a picture with him? And I was like, no, nah, don't be whack. Don't be like a little fanboy, so I didn't say nothing. And i never seen him since. What was we just, I just yeah. talked about that. Yeah, like, if just... I seen somebody, like, yo, fuck that. Um, I'm saying, hey, 
I'm saying like, something. Yeah, I just said, yeah. like, I literally like, saw Smino like three weeks ago at oh, Afro Punk. And I'm like, damn. I was like, fuck, I'm getting a picture. I don't care, I seem lame. I was like, yo, dog, me, we gotta get this for the crib. That's it's, it's, it's crazy me. because, like, people don't, like, at my job, it's like, yo, like, Benny knows Smino, like, in real life. And, like, they be surprised, like, yeah, like, that's the homie. Like, where where did he go to high school? Hazelwood Central? Is that where he went? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, word. And, like, it, it, it be fucking me up because I've never known somebody who people think is a celebrity. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is an everyday motherfucker to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the homie from around the way. Like, that's how I always treated it. So, and Damn, that's what, why. That's was why, he out here, like, doing. I didn't live in St. Louis, like, until he was, like, I guess. Pop, was he out here grinding or anything? Like, yeah, he had, a, um, okay. he had a group called YDLC. Um, the first time I seen him was at the gramophone before the gramophone became like a sandwich shop and shit. Oh shit. And, like, um, where it was just strictly a bar and a stage and so many acts would come there and shout out to, uh, May Monarchs, Adrian and all them. They had a show that night and YDLC was on there and the first few songs I wasn't really feeling and then... It was this one song he did that had kind of like this R&B cadence to it. And he started singing. I'm like, yo, this like this dude, this little dude, nice. Like, mm-hmm. And then he started playing the drums afterwards. I'm like, oh, okay, I see where he gets the rhythm from. Okay, I get it. So I was like, yo, he's dope. And then I think Vibes 2, yeah, the one that y'all was in at Blank Space, I seen him perform... Um, this one was smelling like a rib was out. And he just dropped it probably like a week before. And he performed it at Blank Space and stuff. But he was going by Chris Smith Jr. at the time. And he did the uh a couple of uh, I forgot what the cipher name was. Um shout out to John Alexander. He was the one that was shooting the uh, the ciphers. I wanna say it's the blue flame blue flame ciphers. I think Shmee was in that too. And he was his style back then wasn't what it was now. He definitely right. evolved. Yeah. Like, but you can hear, like, oh, I see where, where he, he started at and where he was headed. Okay. Like, I get it now. And then once he dropped the, uh, was it the 666 mixtape? I think yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was. That's, that. when, that's when he started going yeah, by Shmino. Yeah. That's when he changed his name from his, his government to Shmino. And that's when he started really getting popping. Like, because we, uh, we performed with him at South by Southwest. And I tell a story all the time. I'm so tired of shit. <laughs> but like, it was literally only the artist at the venue that was performing. And Damn. he came up. We started talking to each other because we knew Rail. Rail was the, I guess the the mutual friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, that's my homie. I love that dude." I'm like, yeah. So I took down his information, and his manager, uh, Chris, was right there too. So I met him too, and uh, they was just grinding, and it was kind of like a. It, it it made me realize how much can change in a year. Because at that time, nobody knew him. Nobody. I mean, he was just walking around Austin, Texas, just like, look, I'm peeping the shows. I'm in the crowd. And a year later, he was headlining yeah, at I, the same festival the next year. I remember that because I ran into him on 6th Street. And I, that's when, like, Black Jupiter was out. And, like I, oh. like, I remember hearing about him, but, like, and I saw him, like, walking down 6th Street. I was like, see, he had the Seals jersey. Yep. The the Rams one. Um, I was like, I look like Sealsburg. I'm like, oh, we from St. Louis. Now I looked, I was like, yo, you that I couldn't think of his name. I'm like, yo, you old dude, uh, 
you the little homie, uh. I was like, <laughs> and nigga looked at me like, really, nigga? Like, said, Evil like, Marty came like, out on 6th Street. <laughs> he said, no, he says, go. He said, I'm Christopher. I'm like, oh, what's your name? You rap, don't you? Like, he like, yeah, it's me, you know. I was like, yeah, yeah. I started chopping up with him. And like, I went to like, I went to like two of his shows. So I think a lot of other St. Louis niggas was down there. Mm-hmm. And I think that year, and I think the year after, everybody was down there just going to his shows and shit. Like, and we was like, dog, like, you was just, it was like one of the things, like, wow, like, you Bro, you out here for real. A like, year ago, I was just telling people, like, yo, like, check out his music. Because I remember I dropped my mixtape, Bush Stadium, on the same day he dropped, smelling like a re-up. And, so, and one of the blogs out here had posted, like, hey, all these St. Louis artists just dropped some dope stuff. And it was on my birthday. So it was on November 12th. And, like, because that's when I dropped Bush Stadium. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, this, that. This that deal when I heard his, I'm like, yo, this is nice. And then, then I met him a few months later and it been cool. Like he he, he got my blog popping, man. I I'm I'm forever in debt to that dude, man. <laughs> like, no, nah, real shit. Like he I I wrote about Black Jupiter, I reviewed it, and then he was like, dog, he just DM'd me. He's like, yo, don't ever put the pen down, man. Like, you too cold with this, man. Like, you gotta keep going. And I was like, damn, that's what's up. And then when I seen him, I he had he came back. Cause he was living in Chicago at the time. He had some party. It was like the, I was on Thanksgiving night. Boy, I got so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Black Spade that night. It was on Cherokee at that spot he got. Oh, um, was that was that Thanksgiving night? Yeah, that was Thanksgiving night, bro. I remember. I, remember I, I came I, I from did, my aunt crib and went straight down to the South Side. So I remember. I didn't even go. I knew about it because it was like a little. Man. It was listening to party for. Uh, no, no, no. It was he had a, a Thanksgiving party. Right there, and then he had the listening party for uh, Black, Black Swan. Swan in March. It was it was the Thanksgiving joint. Oh, I got right. so fucked up at that right. shit. I, that's when that was the last time I drank Henny. <laughs> like he's dope though. I mean, it's like dope to have like the artists from your city like who's popping be really dope. Like you take pride in them. Yeah, I think like people kind of fear <laughs> like someone popping off in their city that they don't take pride in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh... Like, it's like, what if Machine Gun Kelly was from, like, St. Louis? Like, that would be kind of fucking whack. I, I don't know. Like, no offense, hey, he's coming bro. here Thursday, bro. Yeah, he Is he? Oh, fucking. Yeah, him and Young Thug. At the family oh, arena. Oh, well, yeah. shout out Young Thug, but I don't know. I guess Machine Gun Kelly's, I don't know. I don't listen to him ever, but, like, I don't either, so. He's not. I, I'm the only he's not I only heard the Eminem shit, thing. and that's it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I like them before that. He kind of getting at this like, Eminem I don't know. Or, I don't know. Who else is someone where I take shots at? I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. Machine like, Gun yeah. Kelly was cool. Yeah, he, no, he, he's good enough to take shots at. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I never heard a, a Machine Gun Kelly track, bro. Like, remember, remember Yellow Wolf? Remember him? Okay, same Yellow person, Wolf. Was, hey, like Yellow Wolf was dope. All nah, right. that pop- Machine Gun Kelly and right. Yellow Wolf are not. Even what happened close. to Yellow Wolf? Yellow yeah. Wolf was like grown. Machine Gun Kelly's like a boy. Like, yeah. Yellow, yeah, whatever happened to Yellow Wolf? I don't know. He was I, on Eminem shit and he just disappeared. Yeah, some Yellow Wolf has some joints. That popped the chunk. He still be putting shit, shit out, but. It don't be popping. I think it's more to like it's he had a crowd. mullet, man. Yeah. He had a certain crowd. Oh, like, he didn't have a mullet. He had a mullet. He got two tatted. I'm about to Instagram yeah, Yellow like Wolf. It, it's like <laughs> I'm telling you, the first picture I, you'll I think like yeah, that's sound. a little too much with the tats. I was like, Do you guys yeah. have any tattoos? Because no. I'm about to get my first. I I won the beat battle and I got a hundred dollar gift card for a tattoo. Oh yeah. And I was gonna get the skull with the wings. Yeah, holla at PJ. And then like. 
I did the Thor cover and I was like, oh, he wears the wings on the head. That's dope. And then they're like, copyright. And I was like, I'll use this. And wow, he's on tour. Yeah. See? Wow. Who yells? He he's active, active. Yeah. He has a no, yeah, He's he playing in like Springfield, though. I don't know. Seattle, Washington, bro? <laughs> Ghetto Cowboy Tour. What what artists do you guys really fuck with? Let's. I mean, like, um, shit. Man. I listen to so much shit. Yeah. Um, we're we're big whole fans. That's off top. Okay. Um, Pharrell. Like wow. we was talking okay. before this. Um, okay. Oh, um, I, I, I. That's my stepdad. Um. <laughs> uh. New, I don't know if she like where new, started. like new new. Both, yeah. both those guys like are old. I don't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, currency. Like you, like yeah, you said currency. I, I'm a. I was a huge. Yeah, currency's currency like, fan. Yeah. Like uh, flying lotus. The I mean, the year he got on, he dropped a mixtape every month. Yeah. Like, how does yeah. every artist not? How does every artist not think if I drop a mixtape every month, maybe I'll just like turn into a. And beast. that's when I got it. I mean, I. That's, I think that's the workflow is a mixtape like every month. Cause I used to hate hearing that. And then I just sucked it up, started making music. Work. I don't know. <laughs> it is tedious, but like, it takes years getting like workflow down. Like, there was years where I wasn't having fun making beats because I was trying to like learn how to make beats. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like not fun when you're trying to learn how to get the workflow down. Once you get the workflow down, then it's like I can start having fun now. But it might be like years of figuring out the workflow. Like, do I want a MIDI controller? Do I want a drum machine? Do I want Ableton, FL Studio? Do I want you know, do I want to sample? Do I want to play a keyboard? Like, you know, it, it could take years to get that down. And then once you get it down, then you start having fun of like, you know, freestyling and making beats that are in your head. Not in your head. Like, I don't know. I don't make like premeditated beats. I freestyle. Like, mm, okay. I, I it's like. I always wonder how that know, works with, you know, yeah. the machine you be on. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of learned to do that. It's like, yeah, it. I don't think, oh, I want to use this sample on this hi-hat and this, like, I just let it come to me and I cook it. And if it's cool, awesome. If not, I'll make another one, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, I try not to put too much weight on the beats. I think early on when I made music, I like tried to make a mixtape and then like spent months trying to like promote it or make a cover or like get it out there and just wasted a whole bunch of time not getting better at music mm-hmm. like just wasted a bunch of time running around like trying to get my cd to like a big famous person or something and then i realized like yo i'm not even that dope why am i out here running around like i gotta get dope and then mm. like it just takes fucking working like not working because that sounds like tedious but like if you're willing to put in some tedious time, like, yeah. you'll get a craft that you're good at. I don't know, like, this sounds fucked up, but, like, people say, like, you got to be, like, passionate to get good at something. That's not true. Like, you could fucking hate working at McDonald's, but if you show up every single day for, like, months on end, you're going to get really fucking good yeah. at flipping all those burgers and <laughs> getting those fries ready and ringing people out and, like, changing out the syrup on the soda machine. And, like, <laughs> you know, you're going to get, like, really fucking good at that, even if you're not passionate about it, just because you've, like, went through the motions the repetitions so long. Mm. Like, but with music, you got to put emotion into it. It's not just... Going through the motions and being ripped. To, I don't know, putting emotion into it, that's like the X factor of like, mm-hmm. I don't even know how to explain how to put emotion into music. That's just like, you just gotta f- vibe while you make it. I don't know, shit. Like, mm-hmm. I think there was times where I'd just go through the motions while making a beat. 
and then it would just be like flat, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, you learn to vibe out. Yeah, yeah. I'm respecting the self-awareness right now. That's yeah. real. I'm too uh, self-aware, though. No, you drive yourself crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Nah, that's real. That's how you grow, though. Yeah, you stopped yourself like, hey, I'm doing no, it I've wrong. Done, I've, I've done, like, failed at this shit so many times. Like, I haven't even, like, continued my rap stories, like, my rap tales. <laughs> like, I've, Keep them coming. I've, I've done, gave beat tapes to Lupe Fiasco. Uh, I mm. gave a beat tape to Currency. Gave a beat tape to SZA. Gave a beat tape to Asher Roth. Gave a beat tape to fucking Damn, homies on Schoolboy Q's tour bus. Uh, you know, I and this was when I was living in Columbia thinking, like, I wasn't living in a city. I was living in, like, little, small Columbia thinking, like, the only way I'm going to make it is if, like, someone hears it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I've given that up to, like, try to get people to just fuck with me locally and... Uh, slowly but surely, it's coming along. I guess I don't know, man. It's it's hard. I I fucking work all the time though. I I work full time, you know. So that's another thing, kids is is paying bills. Like it sucks fucking working, but I do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. You definitely gotta work to support that creative habit. Though. I know that's, that's it's like not point. glamorous for me to say like having to work full time, but yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the Being life. able to do, well, there was a time where I didn't make beats because I had to, like, find a job and I had to figure that out. You know, so I you have to put that on the back burner and then it feels like you're not grinding and no one's checking you out and it's like, ah, oh, shit, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't go by, I didn't always go by Flexworthy. Yeah, where, yeah, where'd yeah, the yeah, name yeah. come from? Because it's, uh, it's, it's definitely bossy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's some I was like, man, flex. this better be good. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Flexworthy? Yeah, he flexworthy as well. Uh, well, my uh, my homie Mojo, who's awesome, man, he's a really dope producer, still lives in Columbia. Man, he's the one that put me onto like NPCs and shit. Uh, he, uh, he took some pictures of me and he was flipping through them and. Uh, he was like, hey, I think this one's flexworthy. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, it just sounded like a superhero, like, <laughs> flexworthy. And this was, like, at a time where, like, some people in my hometown, I feel like, were pissy over how much I was flexing on the gram, <laughs> which, whatever. But uh, I was like, this was at a time where I was ready to drop my old name, which was Joe Kiddo. I used to go by Joe Kiddo for a long time. It was for and, the best. And yeah, kiddo, <laughs> there was something about kiddo. I was like, I want to grow up eventually. I don't want to be like kiddo forever. <laughs> Soldier Boy don't want to be Soldier Boy forever, you know? Soldier Boy can be Soldier Boy forever. I wanna, like a 60, 60 year old Soldier Boy. Big Draco. So we'll talk about a legend, man. Yeah. Soldier Boy, man. Like, dude, selling the ringtones and man. changed the game. Changed the game for everybody, man. For real. We're in debt to Soldier Boy forever. Forever. Big this YouTube shit. Soldier Boy. Yep. Soldier Boy. Yeah. So, if I'm, Joe ra- Kiddo, I'm rambling way too much. Man. No, no, we love this shit. No, it's okay, crazy. That, Everything is on point. I've just been doing this for like so many years. It's like I got a lot of years of hip hop stories. Yeah, it's, dude. Like, meeting SZA was dope, man. She was fucking oh. with me. And then all these girls ruined it for me. <laughs> like, the only way I could get SZA's attention was by like hollering her name. This was in Los Angeles. I'm outside the Staples Center. I'm like, SZA. And then, like, all these, like, 12-year-old girls are like, oh, my God, 
dad? Like they're screaming. <laughs> and like, I was like, I got some beats. And I give her a jump drive. And she's like, oh, dope. She's like, what's your name? And then these girls are like, my name's Sarah. And they're like <laughs> taking selfies with her. And then security's like, back up. Back. And then like, she took the jump drive. This was two years ago. Still haven't heard from her. There's a lot of like me giving a beats. I mean, y'all say, oh, yeah, Flex, your beats are dope. But I give them to artists and never hear from them. So it's like. Last up is the last yeah, shuffle, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe they never check them out. Maybe they do, but. Yeah, I gave Currency, when Currency came to St. Louis, I gave him like a CD and the cover was real dope. And he like, I just kind of waited by the door as he left the stage. That sounds hella psycho, but like, whatever. Like, he's (laughs) only in town for the night. He's leaving like the show and I'm like, I'm about to give him my beats. And I was like, hey man, here's my beats. And like, man, he's so fucking cool. Like I've met Vic Mensa and he was like the biggest dickhead in the world. But like currency was so and his music is too, uh, yeah. But currency was like was so down to earth, ready to talk. Like he was like, "Oh, does this got contact info?" Like blah blah blah. And I'm just like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, just take it." Like, <laughs> and I never heard from him since. Like, yeah, it's just a lot of like, yo, here, check out the CD, and like, I don't hear from him. But like, fuck all that. I'm ready to grow in St. Louis, get something popping here. I like that. Yeah, yeah. It it took me like. Figuring out all oh, these big artists aren't just gonna like you know they're in big record labels they they can't just go to some unnamed producer they got to have somebody with ASCAP and BMI who signed with the label and has a publisher mm-hmm. and like oh, they, you know it's like their hands are tied I think a lot of those big artists but yeah my dumbass is thinking oh they'll just rap over this beat I'll be famous overnight yeah now it's Vic Mensa like <laughs> oh Vic that's I don't know why I'm no, throwing I him under like, the bus you had you got a lot of stories and you giving your music to rap stories like is he the the worst one? <laughs> well, I saw him play with kids these days at Mojo's in uh, Columbia. This was one that was called Rose Music Hall. It was went and saw kids these days and the opener was Chance the Rapper. Okay, <laughs> yeah, this is at a small <laughs> place. Chance is just like hanging out. I go up to him. I'm like, dude, what's up, bro? Like, hella dope. I, and I was like, how old are you, man? And he was like, I'm 22. I'm pretty sure that's what he said, 22. And I was like 24 at the time. <laughs> Showing my age right now. But like, I was like, I was like, oh shit, you're younger than me? Like, fuck. Like, damn. <laughs> right. Like, okay. And I remember my buddy Craig, his girl showed up who was like the stripper, but she was like, slid it up. <laughs> and she was talking to me at the bar. And I look over and I remember Chance was like staring at me, but he was staring at her talking to me. And I just felt like really cool in that moment. Like, oh <laughs> shit, he's checking this bad girl. Like, talk to me right now. He but won't. no, I did tell him I make beats, and Chance was like, "You got beat tape?" And I was like, "No, I don't." Even if I did, my beats weren't good enough then. This was like years ago. But uh, yeah, he was just like hanging out in the crowd. Like, uh, this was yeah, he was like touring with kids these days. Uh, but Vic Mensa, I remember I hollered at him, and I was like, "What's up?" And he was like. He was like too cool to talk. When he was wearing a leather jacket, not trying to talk, <laughs> but it's cool, it's you know. Leather jacket, man. I hope Vic. I, would, I hope Vic doesn't hear this. It's. I was really listening to him earlier today. And I'm just like, damn, this dude really fell the fuck off. Like, off a fucking cliff. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I listen to down. Yes. down I was listening to down internet to tape. Down oh, down down, down on my luck, yeah. and that video was dope too. That whole album, like holy holy, that shit. And. Uh, you no. made you made it. Benny wrote a whole blog about it. If you haven't looked at oh yeah, I face. did. <laughs> the curious case of Vic Mensa, it got it's pretty popular on my blog, man. And because people was like, "Yo, you you're right. What the fuck happened?" 
I'm still trying to figure that out, right. bro. It's drugs, man. Leave them drugs alone, man. Yeah. Get yeah. off them pills, bro. His neck tat is gnarly, man. It's like <laughs> Southside right across here. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. I love the Southside, but I want to get a tattoo on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be a lot of Southside cats that are probably like, I've never seen you around here, bro. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I have fucking no idea. I mean, but you got those stories. Even somebody who could, they could still live in the, on the south side, and people would be like, man, you ain't, I don't see you. It's always going to be a hate or something. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. For right. sure. Like, who's someone like your, because you probably named a few on your, your beat, uh, your beat uh, event coming up in November. Yeah, like, yeah. You have any other, like, favorite producers in the city, like, as far as, like, peers? Oh, hell yeah. I, honestly, I'm fucking with everybody. There's no one that I don't fuck with. Like, if you're on your grind in St. Louis as a producer, I fuck with you. Like, it's mm. I, I, it's a awesome city that I've always looked up to, but it's too small for us not to be fucking with each other. I just, like, have that, like, core belief. Like, it's genuine. Like, straight up, even if you're kind of whack, I'm still going to fuck with you. Like, straight <laughs> up. Like, like... I just have to because I know maybe if I tell you, hey, keep going, dope, like they'll bring something out of you. Maybe you'll go home and you'll cook that fire. I don't know. I just, never know. I know that like it fuels people, you know what I'm saying? I'm, there's some big cats from STL that I, I'm like scratching my head. <coughs> Why aren't they out here like boosting the youth? You know, I think they want to stay legends forever. Mm. I don't know. There, hey, St. Louis got hella history. Have you read that thing on Wikipedia mm-hmm. that was like, so the first rap song ever was a uh, like yeah. uh, Rapper's Delight, and it was played in that radio station East yeah, St. Louis. That was uh, Jane Spiegel's father. Is that German, is, German, is that a real? If that's true, that means like St. Louis radio broke hip hop into the airwaves. That's like, real. No, it's, that's it's that's nice. like that's a cool like little thing to like know for the city. Like, a lot, a lot yeah. of New York, not New that. York has will like argue. Cause I literally argue because they this made with, the song in New yeah. York. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I literally argue this with Malik Yoba. I know it's the most most left field name to say right now. Right, yeah. What the but fuck? uh, <laughs> I literally argue with him like, yo, the first rap song got played in St. Louis. Is dog. I, he's I'm from the Bronx. Like I've been hearing hip hop all my life. I'm, I'm like, dog. It's it's in articles. It's in major magazines. Like gentlemen, gentlemen, Jim Gates. Like James Biko father, <laughs> first DJ to play rap. On a on the air, so St. Louis have a lot of history. Like that is trust nice. me, damn, yeah, a lot of history in St. Louis. I know there was like an era when it was like, what Jaquan and like, who's the chain hang low? Jim, Jim Southside. Yeah, he Southside. was from St. Louis, and like, Pop Lock and Drop It was out of St. Louis, yeah. and uh, we had a movement. It was like yeah, and what's crazy is like. Everybody, I've heard a lot of interviews that accredit like Nelly's country grammar as like this big shift in like 90s like rap to like the early thousands like mm-hmm. hits, you know, like I heard like a interview with Evidence where he was like in the 90s people didn't know what a hit was like people would drop an album but like they weren't sure which one was like the hit. Mm-hmm. It was sort of like mm-hmm. random. Like, which ones would hit. And they said when, like, Nelly's Country Grammar dropped, it was like, oh, this is what a hit sounds like with a hook and a uh, verse. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, and, like, the turn of beat. Like, it was, like, a turning point. And then ever since, you know, it was, like, Lil John Eastside Boys and Yang Twins. And, like, <laughs> all that shit was hard, though, back in the day. Super hard. Dude, I used to, yeah. That's, I, 
Lil John, man, I used to just think, how did he make those beats? Like, I used to just... Now, Lil John, been, the thing man. before Lil John blew up, he was grinding for, like, a good day. I've seen footage of him, like, chopping up on NPC. He's the truth, man. Nah, he like, been... Yeah. Them so-so yeah, Dev, like, them old so-so Dev compilations, yep. that was him producing on them joints. Mm-hmm. He said he said the drums in uh, Freak Leak and P. Pablo and Yeah by Usher are the same drums, it's just different melody on top. Yeah. And you can literally hear this yeah. shit. Like, Crazy. <laughs> like, he, he made so much money off the same drum beat twice. Like, <laughs> that, that's the one oh, KB man. sampled on her. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody was like, damn, they naming different songs, trying to guess what sample that was. Mm-hmm. Like, before I made beats, I remember, like, thinking, like, Lil John's like, zipper noise, like that in Salt Shaker. Like, uh, that's that little, Salt Shaker. That's it, yeah. was like, it was like an sample. 808 zipper. It was like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I just remember being fascinated with that sound and thinking, like, where do you acquire that, like, fucking sound? Yeah. And Pencil Beats was big in junior high. Oh, Everyone yeah. made Pencil Beats, and, like, that was, like, my earliest beats was Pencil Beats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yep. man, Pencil Beats. That's what I cute. Where, like, the little hi-hat is, like, the tip of the pencil. You got the kick with the palm, and then you, like, slap it down for the clap. Yeah. And then you go, like, two hands to really get it going. We, it used to be like, I remember like girls being like, hey, Eric, play some pencil beats. <laughs> it was lit. <laughs> it wasn't no girl, was it? The last and then night? I was like, you want to go to the dance? And they're like, nah, get away. <laughs> pencil beat boy. Pencil beat boy. <laughs> pencil beat boy. <laughs> what? That was sound good coming to girl. What know? was that one meme? <laughs> he said, he said, how's the weather? And he said, get away from me, weather boy. Like, or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, yo, if you just throw boy at the end of some shit, dog, it's going to sound so insulting. It's like, yo, weather boy. <laughs> yo, Man. like, I want to. What's up? Who, who's your favorite producer ever? Favorite producer ever? Yeah. Well, let me talk about a producer that has really inspired me a lot that I feel like a lot of St. Louis cats don't know about. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Teddy Walton. You guys ever heard of Teddy Walton? Not that I have. Okay, well, he he went to high school in Columbia. He went to Hickman High School. I guess he, like, bounced around between Memphis and Columbia. Like, his dad, like, lived in Memphis and his mom lived in Columbia. My homie Jesse James went to school with him, like, grew up with him and stuff. Uh, but he produced the song Love on Kendrick's damn album okay. up here yeah like he uh uh he he produced the beat uh gold links big song and uh, he's produced for like asap rocky and uh he produced no guidance Drake. he's from missouri and he just bought his mom a house in columbia just like he posts no on instagram you ever say no guy i said almost had a billion streams i played it a million myself right <laughs> it's he's kind of like when I looked up the credits, it said 40, but, like, I follow him, and he's, like, posting that he produced it. So it's probably one of those things, like, he sends Drake's team the beat, and, you know, they, like... They doctor it. They doctor it and take the credit or something and give him a check. But, like, uh, I was... It feels like I was kind of, like, following him before he hit it big, and there's something about when you follow people before they hit it, and then they hit it, you almost feel like... He's a part Yeah. Ah, shit, like... Yeah, you you feel like Ty do it, or you feel like you could do it, or I don't know. Yeah, he's he's got really dope taste though, really really dope beats. Uh, his brother used to rap, and they went on tour with like Smoke Dizza, mm. and that was a big deal. The the way they got their foot in the door, I got the inside scoop on this was uh, 
oh, man, there's a football player at Mizzou who went to the 49ers. Uh, Alan Smith? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's who it was. Yeah, Alan Smith. He was in Mizzou. Went well, to his, like, his, like, really good childhood friend uh, was Teddy Walton's manager, and he, like, was like, hey, I imagine this dude makes beats and his brother that raps. Like, you should, like, help us, like, do something. So he was like, sure. And, like, they moved with him to San Francisco and, like, lived with him when he was with the 49ers, and they're out in California grinding, like, trying to get their foot in the door, and, like, somehow these motherfuckers are produced for Drake now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but this out of this is out of Little Columbia, so it's like, you know, sometimes it's like cats in St. Louis think, oh, if this guy, like, blows up before me, I'll be so upset or something. Like, it's like, dude, there's guys in Columbia producing for Drake, and he, he put his homie on from Jeff City... Uh, shit, what's his name? He produced on DJ Khaled's latest album. And he's from Jeff City. He used to follow me on SoundCloud. Like, there's cats from Missouri, like, in the industry right now that, like, a lot of people don't know about. And it's like, yeah, shit, it's just crazy. I don't know. Hip-hop's hella popping, though. Like, it's with the most popular genre in the world. Yep. Yeah, shit. Damn, I'm learning right now. Right. I don't know. Yeah, Teddy Walton, he's dope. But all his interviews, he says he's from Memphis, because that sounds dope. Of course. <laughs> but, like, he he went to Hickman High School in, in Columbia. Yeah. I don't know. High school means a lot. <laughs> Embrace where you're from. <laughs> but, yeah, I, from. he doesn't, in interviews, he's not like, I'm from Columbia, Missouri. But, uh, yeah, yeah, take one check. He's got some old beat tapes that I used to download that were so ill, that were just, like, really dope. Yeah, he's dope. He's got like uh, beat breakdowns on Rap Genius and shit. Oh, okay. And yeah, so if you search his name, it'll be easy to find. But he's really dope. Uh, shit, isn't it crazy? Tech Nine is the fucking. He sold the most records independently. Independent out. Artists. Yeah, like that's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, and he's from Missouri. Let's and Eminem lived in Missouri till he was twelve. Yeah. And then moved to Detroit. Like, there's all this weird like. Middle of the map history yeah. here, that's kind of overlooked. I think maybe I don't know. No, it's all, maybe it's, I'm just clinging to it because I grew up here. Nah, or something. It's, a, <laughs> it's an energy here. I always say it's an energy, especially in St. Louis, of like creatives and just artists. It's just something hit, something click. You live in here, like you mentioned all these like low key producers that made big beats. Like I always, I always say the story every time my homie B Money produced for Jay Z the first song. Oh, off shit. the Kingdom Come, the Prelude ain't did fifty mm-hmm. cents. Ambitious of a hustler off the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack, and he's from St. Louis and he worked at Vintage Vinyl. Damn, and it's just like, but it's just like one of them things. And like the homie Trifecta, like he does stuff with he does stuff for uh, Currency. Shit, he did some joints. Uh, the one of them albums, them uh, Jet Life albums, or something. No way. Yeah. I didn't was, know that about Trifecta. I knew he did he, a lot of shit with like Trifecta Trifecta is and super like, low key about damn. stuff. He probably look this I mean it's this known. You can look it up and see, That's but dope. like That's hella Trifecta dope. knows like a bunch of people in the industry, but it's just it's always it's always low key. You look through the credits, you'll mm-hmm. you'll find someone engineering on a track or producing or did something or on an orchestra from St. Louis. So it's a it's an energy here. Always. 
Or we just got like nothing to do, so we just like have to grind. <laughs> that, that <laughs> it's like fucking man, I might as well just be in the No house, man, like man. uh Rodney Mullen, the dude who invented the kickflip on the skateboard. He like he invented that in the middle of nowhere. Like he was like at his house in the middle of nowhere, so bored, just like on a concrete pad, invented the kickflip. Kick Damn. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he didn't invent that at a skate park with like a hundred people around. He invented that in the middle of nowhere, you know. Change skateboard forever. <laughs> Please don't tell me. So, somebody would have invented the kickflip eventually. Somebody would have accidentally flipped it, I guess, right. and landed yeah, on yeah. it. Been like, oh shit. <laughs> it would have been called something different though, like the flip kick. <laughs> kick flip was perfect. <laughs> oh shit, man! All right, so this is. I think it's it's about that time. Yeah. It's about that time. Thanks for letting me bridge. ramble, man. It, I've been rambling my ass off. No, no, this is great. This when is I, beautiful. When I work all day, I'm like solo, dolo, like doing handyman, like carpentry work. Like I don't talk to anybody, so. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get some shit off yeah, my chest. Yeah. No, we, we, it's tree title time. Oh, yeah. We're going to have Flex do what he does best. Oh, shit. Flex. Yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. See Let's if uh, if if anything's Flex worthy. <laughs> see what you did. Shout out to the homie. Shout out to the homie. It's tree title time. Let's get it. Flex worthy. Flex Lord. 404 out now. Tulsa Ravielli's out now. Tree Villa. Let's get it.